I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. To the fans, we are sorry for the upset we are about to cause. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Wednesday, 5th of January. I'm Kate Mason. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Andy Russell. So it's Wednesday and I thought it would be a good way to start to just go around the table and, and apologise for anything. <laughs> yep. You feel you've not done correctly this week, Brass, or indeed in your life. <laughs> feel free, open up. Yeah, I think that's what we're going to do. It's going to be uh, <laughs> one big load of bloodletting, isn't it? Yeah. Time to share. It's the way of it now, isn't it? We just apologise constantly. Well, Jim, you must have plenty of things. Not that I feel comfortable talking about. Okay. On air. Don't you think it's really an expression of Romelu Lukaku's total Britishness? Yeah, maybe and, that's and it, it. You have to apologise for loads of things that, you know. Yeah. He's come home. He's he's made his way in Chelsea. He's So what we're obviously talking, obviously, what we're talking about here is Romelu Lukaku's um, quite extraordinary piece to camera about his terrible behaviour in, in being in an interview about into a 30-minute interview, uh, no less, Brass. Were you surprised he was able to string it out that long? It, it, <laughs> it did feel a little bit like hostage propaganda, didn't it? <laughs> and I, I don't know. Some would suggest this made it worse. <laughs> <laughs> Look... Um, there's the, just a brief summary. I know we talked about it on Query Monday, uh, but the the deal was he went off and did an interview three weeks ago. Mainly, it seemed to have been as an attempt to build bridges with Inter fans that he felt he'd hurt yeah. by leaving in this abrupt way due to Inter not having any money or not having enough money. Uh, 
seems like you should be building fans, bridges with the fans that you've got right now, probably. Yeah, I, I do think, like, it's funny that even Tuchel has said that it's, you know, been made out to be more than it is. And I think it has been made out to be more than it is. But then this That whole... original interview. Yeah. Yeah, and... but, but actually, Jim, this moment now could not be made to be more than it is, could it? Because this really is the death of football moment because this <laughs> is the moment where it went from being the bloody, sorry, I missed the penalty. Sorry, I smiled when I was chatting to a mate on the opposition. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, sorry, we, we go again, Manchester United, to people staring down the barrel of the camera doing propaganda videos. Yeah. It reminds me of that Nick Clegg video when he apologised for the Lib Dems changing their stance on tuition fees. It was just like, what, this has come out of nowhere. It's all, what hell? Um, but yeah, it, 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 it's exactly what you're talking about. It's, the, it's this culture of apologising for like getting sent off and missing penalties and all these things. It's like, I don't think, I don't think anyone more than the most sort of hysterical internet thicko fan actually needs that. Um, Write in you, you if you need it. Why, we, shouldn't be, we shouldn't pander to that. And I, it just keeps the story going, doesn't it? I think it, sh- it could have been something that was just like, Tuchel played it down a lot. And I think Tuchel is the person. Did he? It, uh, well, he, he I seems would say he did the reverse of playing it down. Yeah, initially, he didn't. And he could have quashed it. As we said on Monday's Ramble, he could have quashed it and stopped it from being a, a thing. The question is, can, this... you, can you play something down once you've played it up? But right? I, I think in his initial, his initial response <laughs> to it, the question. he obviously did say that, look, this isn't ideal, etc., etc. But I think the key th- takeaway from within it was that like, he himself said, I think it's, there's been a bit, the, the reaction to it has been a bit stronger than I expected. And he I said that eventually, that, didn't he? Why don't yeah. you just like, why don't you not sort of make him do this weird groveling <laughs> apology to the camera? Why don't you like, now you've said that, why don't that, why don't you have that as the last but, but, word? But that that assumes that Thomas Tuchel is in control of everything True. that happens at Chelsea. He's just the coach, which which I, I think is is the thing really. It's it, the, the club have considered it important. Someone at the club mm. has considered it important. Yeah. Key thing though, are they in your head, Spurs fan? Oh, is this what you're thinking about? Is he going to absolutely beast you tonight? Um, okay, so is tonight that what is what this it... is all really about? Is it lulling you guys into a full sense of security? Oh, good point. I hadn't considered it like that. A full sense of security. I think. But don't it's... even mark Lukaku. He doesn't want to be there. I think it's impossible for Spurs fans to feel any sense of security, false or otherwise. <laughs> um, but yeah, so tonight's Carabao Cup semi-final, the first of the semi-finals. Questions were about the... We'll talk about the semi-final tomorrow because Liverpool don't want it to go ahead. Uh, but yes, so... Hmm. I mean, I actually warmed up for tonight by reading an article in The Athletic called Chelsea are a shadow of their former selves or words to that effect. Um, but that actually just made me feel more scared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're relentless in, in that competition. Going back to that, Jim, do we think this is all an engineered situation to bring the best out of Lukaku? Maybe. Perhaps, which Lukaku himself is complicit. Because <laughs> going back, every time I read the words... Sky Italia here. Mm. Yeah. All I think of is is Lukaku just, you know, doing a Brendan Rogers and congratulating himself on speaking such great Italian. <laughs> I mean, it's possible, right? Oh, I there's there's just so many layers. So many layers. Everyone's a winner. Like a big Lukaku onion. Um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it, I know the fact that we're talking about it now, it plays into what I'm talking about, but it is all, it's just, 
in a month, this is will seem ridiculous, right? It's just such a it's such oh, a it seems ridiculous now. No, yeah. because in a it month, people now. will be apologising with the special videos for every single thing yeah. for like pushing ahead of one another in the canteen. I apologise to... <laughs> that my past completion was under a hundred percent. Like yeah. that, yeah. They'll be apologising to the board and to the manager. He did apologise to the board, of course. Kaku. Of course, he fucking he made, did. They made him apologise to everyone. He's probably like individually apologising to ball boys now. Yeah, I, I would like to see just to level it up before this game tonight. Maybe Harry Kane to release an apology about uh, being offside for that goal at Southampton that didn't count. I mean, they could have won that game. Let's be honest. They could have won that game. He's cost his team there. Apologise to VAR for having to do work. Yes. If I was just a bit more clear in my positioning, then they wouldn't have to do anything. Yeah. Yeah, right. I see it happening. Um... Do you, okay, well, let me throw that question back at you, Jim Campbell. Do you think Spurs fans should be feeling terrified? Um, yeah, I think Chelsea in a semi-final is always annoying, isn't it? Because they're so relentlessly good. So, yeah, why not? All right, then. I mean, that almost certainly will give you an advantage now, just because I've put some sort of hex on it. <laughs> yeah, incremental marginal gains, fine. Um, Antonio Conte says he's not out for revenge on his first return to Stamford Bridge since managing Chelsea uh, and said he would be emotional returning to the club. Hopefully not too emotional. He doesn't, he doesn't feel like a revenge type guy, does he? Not in those photos that Spurs released of him looking like he had a Christmas album out. <laughs> I think for, for, for revenge to happen, you need to have been wronged in the first place. And I think if you wrong Antonio Conte, you mm. suffer the consequences of that immediately. Yes. So there's no space for revenge. Yes. Ah, uh, okay. No, I think revenge. Really, I think revenge can happen straight away, can't it? But but looking looking into this game, it's a be- oh, but it's a dish be- best served cold. Cold. How how much does he lend Spurs genuine aura? I think they're getting massively, there. I think massively. they're getting there definitely. Yeah, do you? Do, I, mean, I think that I think that really matters in an occasion like this, actually. Yeah, and I don't think it will. In case you missed it, we Chelsea. actually got to the final of the Carabao Cup last season as well. Yeah. So I think if anyone's gotten aura, is that what you're drinking extra- out of at the moment? That, like, you're, you're not drinking out of that mug at the moment. No, I have smashed it. Um, <laughs> yeah. And also you've won the competition recently, haven't you? By your standards. In 2008. Um, so clarification. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, uh, we, were say- we were saying something useful for a change. Yeah, when you started sorry. that sentence, I was, like, I was like, are we talking Alan Nielsen or are we talking Jonathan Woodgate? <laughs> You're such knobs. I'm just asking. <laughs> just for historical completion. No, but s- snarkiness aside, though, I think Andy makes a really good point, though. Conte does add a huge weight of um, a bit of a fear factor Spurs are clearly a lot better under him um, look back on track seem to be playing football they're more comfortable with and and going into the game how do you feel about it Kate because Ooh. obviously Chelsea is it is a daunting opponent for anyone in the semi-final because they are so machine like at getting through those games um, but I mean what, what do you think how do you expect the, this to go the reason previews are like um, obviously kind of mad yeah. and we never do them is um, is because there's just so many, you can just pick any number of different elements to make whatever argument you mm. want to make about a game. So, yes, you're absolutely right that having Conte there does does feel like some sort of uh, Patronus. Um, but also, if you look, you know, we beat them on penalties last season in this. Does that matter? No, it fucking doesn't. Of course yeah. it doesn't matter. It has absolutely, I mean, but in your heart, you're like, ah, well, we know how to deal with all of this. Yeah. Um, and if that should come about, then you'll feel totally confident and fine. Yeah. Um. There's also this unknown element of COVID as well, of course, which means it's even more difficult to figure out what the hell's going on. And that has been used as an argument for why Chelsea was struggling, mainly by Tuchel, endlessly, despite despite his extraordinary depth of squad. Yeah. 
there's also a point as well. Every this this season, more than any, because of the fixture pile up, you get people going, "Oh, do we really need a two-legged Carabao Cup semi-final? It's, it's a bit of an anomaly. It's a bit of a strange thing to have just one round as two legs." But then it comes around, and you're like, "Oh, I kind of do love it, though. Yeah. I kind of do love it." In terms of need, I think both of these clubs really need this at the moment, which I think makes it really, really. Do you because of the exciting. run of form of Chelsea? Well, I just yeah, I, th- I think it is uh, it is important. I think Chelsea getting knocked out at this stage would feed into that narrative of it all falling apart and just as the narrative I, I mean, that you've been plugging since day one thank you very much and <laughs> it's funny a lot of people got in touch with me to, to, <laughs> to, 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 to say about here it comes here it yeah. comes to congratulate the, 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 a bit early in the schedule is it not as well but, oh no I, I think just about on the schedule <laughs> but I, I don't I don't think it's too cool that, that's a that's a different story but I, I don't I don't know I, I think I think Chelsea do really need this at the moment and I think it's always been a really important competition to Chelsea right going back to the time when Mourinho won it in, yeah. his, in, in, his, in his first season against Liverpool. It's all self-aware. You don't have to bloody tell me that. Yeah, but also as well. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I specifically wasn't. <laughs> the momentum you get from getting into a final is huge as well. Mm. Even if it does come at a, like a physical cost when you when your players are playing a lot of games, like but everything, but everything whole... comes at a physical cost at this well, point. Yeah, it? exactly. Yeah. The whole Chelsea argument, right, is that they played nine games in December because they they've you know been in all the competitions that they're involved mm. in. Mm. So actually to argue with your point perhaps it would be quite good for Chelsea to be knocked out just an idea just an idea I'm floating Um, Liverpool uh, have submitted a request for the game tomorrow so the second of these semi-finals against Arsenal to be postponed due to injuries and Covid and just before we came on I think um, Pep Linders has tested positive or has reported that he's tested positive for Covid Um, I mean we can speculate about whether this will go ahead or not I don't know how useful that is what do you think about the game generally? Um, well, I'm, I'm hoping it goes ahead for selfish reasons because I, I want to go to the game. But obviously, um, if people's um, health and, um, and and physical well-being is is under threat, then that that shouldn't be the case. But um, yeah, I I feel it's an interesting one because Liverpool is so much better than Arsenal and have shown that in the league this season. But I mean, you don't know what lineup is going to be out there, so it could be a little bit of a leveller. And, and having the first game at home is, is interesting. I think Arsenal will look at this as an opportunity to perhaps actually sort of express themselves a bit and test themselves again. I think obviously getting to the final of, the, of, a, of a cup competition um, is great, but I think everything with Arsenal at the moment is under the context of them being a work in progress. So it feels like a season where there's a lot more kind of leeway for, for failure as long as that failure shows progression, um, as the Man City game did. You know, it was, mm. it was such yeah. a bizarre reaction afterwards and, and a really welcome one that people just people still understood so positive. You could have, exactly. you could have won so, it and you played well. Yeah, I, I'm approaching this in, in, in a, with a similar expectation, actually. Um, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah. In terms in terms of this cup, are you not worried that Lacazette scores the winner in the final, <laughs> gets a massive new contract, and then you get lumbered <laughs> with him forever? I don't. I, I don't know. There are worse players to be to be lumbered with. I'm no, that, sure. that is true. That is um, true. And also, I, I don't know how you're dealing with this, Kate, but we are ignoring the fact that there could be a North London derby in a cup final, and I don't. I don't know if I could. Oh my god! Stand it. I, <laughs> like, even, <laughs> I hadn't even. Yeah, I know, I know right? Even, I, know. I mean, but to be honest, look, look, we just take it one day at a time. <laughs> exactly. One game at a time. It's only the first leg. We'll deal with it when we have to. Um, Yeah, on the silverware front, nice, nice news. Of course, that Spurs haven't haven't won anything since two thousand eight. But news is it? Not really news, Eric. But the news that I'm about to introduce is that Eric Lamella, former Spurs player, now of uh, of Sevilla, 
is um, is up for Pushkas' goal of the season. Yeah, for that uh, the Rabona against not, Arsenal. Not make Rabona. Not make Rabona. Sorry, forget. sorry. As if I'm trying to play it down. Interesting. I was looking at the criteria for the goal. It says something about fair play. In really? The uh, yeah, in the sort of list of things so about you're, it. You're but saying it should be chalked off because he was sent off in the same game. He was sent off in the but same isn't game. It, shouldn't it just isn't be that the... fascinating? I'm so surprised that that's. I wonder if they need fair play within, within the, action, the context like you can't, of the goal. Like, yeah, punch someone and then do an overhead <laughs> kick, like <laughs> because to, yeah, I think that it's got to be purely about the aesthetic of the goal, right? It shouldn't matter the context around. Right, it. right, right. It's like the, it's the you know it's like one of those no context Twitter accounts, but actually meaningful with the in, goal. This, in this point. Well, in that case, I feel bad adding context in that it's clearly the third best of those three goals. Oh, Ooh. the Schick one is spectacular, isn't it? But yeah, because of the and technique in, and in it is the European unreal. Championship. Oh, some heartwarming news also, I suppose, loosely connected to, to Tottenham. Um, on Danish TV, did you see the interview that Christian Eriksen um, did about his, I mean, he said his goal is to see if he can make the 2022 Qatar World Cup not? as his recovery continues. It's a great, that's a, a great thing for him to have in mind, isn't it? What a, an excellent sort of thing to be aiming at. Um, I'd, I'm sure we're all desperate to see him back on a pitch as soon as possible, as, as, as soon as that is, you know, safe for him to be so. Yeah, well, they. This is so his agent has said, Martin Sheets says, um, well, first of all, he says returning to England would seem like a homecoming because he it, played six and a half seasons at Spurs. Isn't obviously. it remarkable that this news has been out for almost a day and he's not been linked with that as well to Newcastle United yet. Oh my God, yeah. I mean, isn't so that slow. Are you, what, are you doing a, that now? Is this a wicked, What a journalistic time? oversight <laughs> by everyone. It's, so the deal, but the, they say that he's f- physically fine. The, the thing about why he's had to leave Inter is that in Syria, you're not allowed to play with the kind of, uh, I'm not sure what the technical term it is, but I see the, the defibrillator yeah. thing that he, he's had put into um, his body. And I specifically in Serie A that's the deal yeah. whereas in the Premier League it's not the case so he could perfectly uh, legally or realistically come and play in the Premier League other clubs are available time to get to a break we'll come back and talk about the Super League Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Now, a well-placed source has told me that you celebrated the win over Borussia Dortmund in the dressing room by doing an impression of Chris Kamara. Is that right? Lambalebabajef. Lambalebabajef. Truly unbelievable. Welcome back to the Football Ramble with me, Jim and Andy in your ears today. It's Wednesday. That is the day that it is. So it's now time for Pep Talks. We are so, so happy. We're so happy. We are so happy. I'm happy. I'm happy for that. We are so happy. I'm so happy. Believe me. We are so happy. Sit down. Nobody talk. Ah, Pep. Scott Spivak has been in touch. He says, it is the one and only true Spiv here. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for showing me my true calling after hearing the word on the show a lot recently and looking it up. It's a wonderful word. This last year, I became a referee at local youth level here in California. I really enjoy it and think I would like to work towards becoming a professional. What are some of the steps I should take and skills to work on in order to continue to hone my ability to administer a fair and exciting match? Now, I expect we can go down many routes with this particular question. Thanks for sending it in, Scott. Um, so let's have some fun with it, obviously. Let's go down the fun but route. I do want to say how annoyed I am at the moment about how referees are being treated. So don't be put off, Scott, by the terrible stuff you see in the Premier League. Because I did a chat with Stuart Atwell last week. And we put it, you know, like, because people say they're interested to hear from referees and all this yada, yada, yada mm. stuff. And we put it on the internet. And then there was the, obviously the Arsenal game mm. where he officiated in many ways correctly. Are they interested to hear from referees, these people? Really? No, they or, are not. Or are, they, are they interested to hear referees go, I'm really sorry I let you club down? Interested to bloody abuse yeah. them. So just because this, yeah. I, just because I was, so he obviously doesn't have a Twitter handle, but just because I was on this bloody tweet, abuse, 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 like, get Stuart Cuntwell out of our game. I'm like, <laughs> Out of our game. Yeah, yeah, quite. Whose game? So, sorry, that was a side point, Scott. Don't listen to any... Maybe just do the plus whatever 30 seconds it is on that. (laughs) (laughs) If your dream is to come and work in the Premier League, you know, we'll Uh, support you. I mean, going down a different route from that, I think you want to have a flourish as you book someone, right? Um, Yeah, this is is really important. If you want to go to the top level, Spiv, what's really, really important is to, to have some sort of celebrity tendencies. There needs to be flourish, as Jim oh, we're says. Thinking, we're thinking Mike Dean as our if, model. If, if you look up that, that Twitter account, celebrity refs, yeah. you need to have presence beyond the mm-hmm. decisions. It's very, very important. How about a Cristiano Ronaldo celebration as you give a red card? Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah, I like that. I mean, Mike Dean once said off your, your pop, didn't he? So there's, <laughs> even that is, is not as off ostentatious. Your off your pop, yeah. I think you've got to get the card out of your pocket in one motion. Very difficult, you know, like, though. Yeah, it is very difficult. I think it's the sort of thing you probably have to practice. I well, wonder if you could get some sort of, like, bit of ribbon or something and attach it underneath well, the I, I card. Think, I think the thing is, like, Spider-Man obviously is enjoying a bit of a renaissance with the Tom Holland films at the yeah. moment. Mm. I think if you could, because you can get Nerf guns that, like, sort of, like, pop Nerf bullets out of your wrist, can't you? Like the webs. So if you could pop the cards out of your wrists, yeah. that would be amazing. That would be good. Yeah. Although, does someone have to catch it? Because wherever it lands is like, you might have to like, uh, now you no, run over no that player, and look at what colour it is. No player wants to feel complicit with a referee. Yeah, exactly. Or someone from the opposition, obviously. And what if you then, if it just lands near someone and they get it, you could look a bit silly, couldn't you? You could. If you were signing it. But some. this is why you've got to practice this stuff. You've got to get really, really good Shoot at it. Shoot it at them. So your, your card technique, I think... <laughs> Spiv is uh is, is is I think very very important. So practice your card technique. 
Try and get the, the cards out of your pocket in, in just one smooth motion mm. to the point where it becomes automatic. You don't even think about it. Don't join Twitter. If you think Twitter. about these things, you can't do it. Yeah, yeah don't join Twitter. Um, and good luck to you. Yeah. And good do luck join Twitter. selling it's a contraband out of your car if you are really a spiv. <laughs> <laughs> Andy's got one as well, but it's a secret email. It is. It's anonymous. I need help with a stag do for my brother. Ah, oh, that's why it's anonymous. Uh, on the off chance that he's listening, please keep me anonymous for now. I'm the best man for his wedding, and the groomsman and I are looking for potential locations. We've narrowed it down to Munich, as that weekend sees buy and take on Dortmund, <gasps> which would be something to remember or to forget if you play for Dortmund. Uh, what else would you recommend for us to get up to in this great city? I've, no, I've not been to Munich. Awesome. Um, what would you, um, have you, have you? Are you familiar with it? I yeah. have, yeah. I, I, I went with my triathlon pals. As we remember, no, <laughs> and it was great. Uh, it's well, it's the so. That... So, what's your advice? Drink a lot of water. Yes, yeah, yeah. And, great uh, advice. Go to bed early. Yeah. Um, well, the Olympic Stadion is where the event was. Um, so the Olympic Stadion and everything around it is amazing. It's it's, it's, inc- it's, it's worth a look. Yeah, obviously, it really it's got is. some historical resonance mm. as well. Apart from that, obviously, beer gardens, but you, you'll have that covered. Yeah, I um, yeah. I've I've been to Berlin. Um, and I did enjoy how you can kind of get involved in the local culture by drinking beer and eating sausages. So yes. for a stag, that I, I don't think you're going to struggle to find stuff to do. Not the white, what are those white sausages? Don't eat those. They sort of look like they've died. What ones are I those? Like oh, vi- Weisswurst. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan of oh, those. My, yeah. Yeah, Bockwurst are the one, I think. Yeah, so a Weisswurst, they're the kind of ones if you, maybe that's the elite level, that shows you've really assimilated if, you, if you're into that. Yeah, I, I think as, as well, obviously you'll be thinking of costumes and, and, and whatnot. <laughs> I would suggest what's a happy compromise that involves no one getting humiliated is when you get off the... The, the metro, uh, the U-Bahn at uh, Manning, which is where the stadium is, and you have this little walk up towards the stadium. You go up the stairs, and there's a stall selling um, knockoff scarves and what have you at the top. And there's always one, at least one model, that is for Uli Hernes, and it says, Uli, do is the best man. <laughs> And so, really, I think as the best man, you need to be wearing one of those. Right. So, and you also need to. Get... And you need to, like, obviously write over Uli with your own name. Or, well, uh, we don't have. fit in a scarf? I we, don't know. We don't have his name, this guy. Yes. Or we're keeping it secret from the listeners. Bring a sticker with your name on. No, I think he should change his name to Uli. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe he's already called that. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. True. that's true. But either way, uh, that you know, work your work your way into the scarf rather than the other way around. If yes. the mountain won't come to Mohammed, etc. Uh, yeah, thanks so much for sending these ones in, guys. Uh, keep them coming. Good luck with the stag do, Uli. Uh, if you've got any questions for us, however bizarre, send them in. Every week we'll get to them on Wednesdays. It's show at footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble. Now, friends. It's time to get to the most super of the super football discussions. It is the Super League. It's back, baby. It's only got three teams in it, but they are convinced that 2022 is their year. Real Madrid, Barcelona and Juventus will play in a three-legged tie (laughs) for the rest of time. Yeah, I don't think that's their plan, Jim. See, that I would watch, actually. If it was just the we, three of them. We've been trying to push three-sided football yeah, for a long since time. Since the start of the Ramble. This is this is the time, guys. It feels very sort of something that 10-year-olds would do at like goals or power league, yeah. wouldn't it? You know, winner stays on and then the third team comes on. Just give it up, guys. Just <laughs> give it up. 
well, clearly, yeah, we feel that. And, um, oh, gosh, I so well remember that bloody show, the day, the Monday show after the, the news broke on the Sunday yeah. that football was being gutted. Um, what I think is hilarious, though, if you're the competitors of these three teams or perceived competitors of these three teams, I think you look at this now and think, why would we give them what they want? Because mm. what they keep showing us is how desperate they are for yeah. it. All this project has really done is outed them as incompetently run. Absolutely. And oh, it, yeah. it just sounds like a death rattle, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, I mean... It's... Barcelona... Like, like the suspension of disbelief at Barcelona over their current state. I mean, we'll come to that in a, in a moment. But they, they just don't want to believe it, do they? No, they don't. Well, this is it. Yeah, they're not accepting the reality that's in front of them. And it's a pure status thing. It's like, this doesn't mm. happen to us. We are too... It's three clubs you think they're too big to fail. So they're trying to just change the terms in which they compete. It's like if you've got no money and you go into a pub and order a really expensive bottle of champagne. And of course, no one buys champagne in the pub. And then when your card gets rejected, go, try it again. <laughs> try it again I want a different member of bar staff and I want you to rub the little magnetic strip against your jeans yeah can yeah. you stop sipping that while we do this sir absolutely not <laughs> <laughs> well the steps that they the, the equivalent step that they've taken for us is that they have hired a PR firm called Flint and they can't be any worse than the last one I love how when clubs do this they hire a PR firm to like like clean up their image and they announce that they've hired a PR firm to clean up their image. Surely that is immediately terrible PR. Yes. Yes. They're set to engage in a major campaign. I don't think this is taken from a press release. This is uh, an assessment uh, which will portray UEFA as an abusive monopoly whilst portraying the Super League plans as the only alternative that can save the sport. Why do we know this? Do you know what I mean? Surely that's, that should be an internal document where that's what that, where they set out their nefarious plan. Does football need saving? It's from by the Super League. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does it need saving by Barcelona and Juventus? I, th I think the, the answer to that is a pretty short one, isn't it? Yeah. Like shorter than yes. So what, how do you see this playing out then? I mean, apart from the fact that this is case closed, Flint's been hired, uh, they're made of stern stuff, and they're going to be, we're going to be completely persuaded in about three or four months that Super League is going to save football. I, I do think that um, there's a concern, isn't there, when institutions are this big, you do think, oh, they think they're too big to fail. Maybe they actually are. Maybe they will get what they want. And that's the, that's the worry that I guess the, the whole point of this PR campaign is, is to prey on, is to think, yeah, 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 just so you gradually, gradually accept more and more stuff. But I, I do think it will fall flat on its face. And I think they will quietly slink off and stop talking about it eventually. But I think they've got one last hurrah of making themselves look like absolute idiots. Yeah, I mean, we've, that, that's absolutely right, Jim. But we're still going to be having this conversation, I think, in, in 10, 15 years' time. Not this specific conversation. I mean, we, we are leaving and new people are coming in for tomorrow's ramble. Don't worry, listeners. <laughs> but but I, I just think that there needs to be, if there wasn't the, the financial desperation at those clubs at the moment, and yeah. particularly at Barcelona and Juventus, there would be a sense of, let's take a step back and we'll go at it again in five years. Or we'll go at it again in 10 years. But they're not in the financial position to do that. And of course, this is a terrible position to negotiate not only with fans, but with the other clubs of the level that are going to make it an event with. Yeah. They said the document that they've put together is entitled Paving the Way to the Super League, Strategies for Reconstruction, the Restart and the Trial. Okay, so just once imagine you, the once you state got of the meeting when they came up with that. All once you got sushi past the off of thing. iPads, like proper like... <laughs> 
proper like Google dickheads. <laughs> None of them like football. I like these worlds where everyone's still doing stuff with PowerPoint. <laughs> Is that what it's like? Out in corporate life. Right in. If I, if I wanted to know what PowerPoint was like, I wouldn't be working here. No, great yeah. point. Great point. Um, uh, former PSG board member Lewis Ferrer has lifted the curtain on how the club signed Kylian Mbappe last week, speaking about strategies, successful strategies. Um, they explained why they're going to have a tough time keeping him at the club. Here's what he said. And so Enrique and I went to Mbappe's house to convince him to sign for PSG. I had to go to the bathroom. And even in the bathroom, there were so many pictures of Madrid. I called Antero. Go into the bathroom, see what's there. Does it that mean he rang him like, from the bathroom? Like, Come in, this. I'm in Kelly and Mbappe's toilet. It's absolutely mad in here. It's shit. I've got to leave. He's, he's insane. He's frightening. <laughs> I mean, actually, is it a tribute to have a pic- to have pictures of things you like in your bathroom? Well, it's normally where, you know, you like school photos and stuff go, isn't it? Is it? Well, I don't on. have that's any like... photos in my bathroom. Oh, OK. Ross. <laughs> <laughs> that's weird, yeah, right? Photos in your I've bathroom. I've got a picture of a dodo in my bathroom. Really? Mm. OK. That's, I don't know if that's normal. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to start telling me, oh, yeah, and that's where the alpaca lives. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, d- I, d- I don't know whether it is or not. I also think it's interesting. I like the way that what he's playing out here because you know how like in detective stuff you get invited into a suspect's house in like stories and so you slip off to the bathroom to see mm. what other like detection you can do. So yeah. it feels like that's actually what he's been up to. Well, the, the, the toilet is normally where you keep either trophies that you don't really care about. Um, I, I don't know, smash hits, pole winner, 1989. When did you win that? Or, how, many, uh, how many discarded boards have you got in your in your in your bathroom? Or, or there's like a jocular sort of family slash children photo. So I'm presuming the photo would have been, you know, this is my ten, family, ten year old, ten year old Killian, yeah, on like the body of Cristiano Ronaldo or something like that. <laughs> right. It's quite, it's quite sweet, isn't it? It reminds you that footballers are that they all start as football fans. Yeah, keeping it with the Super League situation a bit. Um, to your point about Barca being fucked. Um, Joe Laporta says that everybody in the world should get ready as we're back as big players in the market Barca are back baby I don't think is he screaming that from a balcony in his dressing gown <laughs> it just sounds what, what have they just found one and a half billion euros somewhere yeah 1.35 Jim sorry so don't well they've got a, if they're back they're going to spend money right so I'm you know that, so that's their debt that. well, they'll, they'll spend it pretty quickly I, I, th- yeah. I think that's clear yeah he says they're in the mix Erling Holland. how <laughs> this is the sort of well, stuff I'm course. talking about, though. I'm scared. Have they have they struck oil under the new camp or something? It's like, <laughs> what, what, what's what's going on here? You know, you're saying too big to fail. Exactly. The, the debt is so big. It's so big. It, it will it will cost a lot of people if something happens. Yeah. To them. <laughs> it's actually look. I'm just looking at this again. Four months ago, Jane Laporta said they had 1.35 billion euros debt. But you might be right, Jim, because. They had to have a bank loan to sign Ferran Torres, didn't they? Yes, they did. So and it must think, be bigger. They're, think, they're thinking, let's have another bank loan to sign. Yeah. You know, the, the Erling Haaland fee isn't going to be that big. It's just about convincing him to come. Yeah. And then it's just about paying Mino Raiola, which is another big chunk onto that debt, and paying him whatever heinous wages he is going to command as well. Yeah. Now, that is the problem with signing... Holland. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about this in greater depth on, on, on OTC. But the problem is, as you say, they've signed Farron Torres. They haven't registered him yet. No, because they can't. They've got to get people off the wage bill. How many people would you have to get off the wage bill to play 
Erling Haaland. I mean, yeah. I know they love an academy player and they've got lots of fine young academy players who are coming through at the moment. But I don't think Haaland's signing up to play on a five-a-side team, is he? Maybe they just won't have any other staff other than the manager. <laughs> And yeah. they'll just, just there, do there, everything. There's going to be the man who unlocks the main gates and 11 players. Yeah. It's going to be like <laughs> an old school, like Sunday league managers doing absolutely everything. Yes. And let's not forget, Torres has also taken a pay cut in addition to yeah. this, the wages that he can't be paid yet. But everybody in the it world, paid, everybody in the, the world <laughs> should get ready, oh. though. Yeah. Oh. I know that sounds bad. Cash in hands. <laughs> Christ, isn't it? I, don't I know would love to get paid cash in hand. For I know that's a like a lower league thing Imagine that, that goes down, but you Imagine didn't think that was happening at Barcelona? Turning up to the bank every week with your wheelbarrow yeah. going, I'd like to pay this in, please. <laughs> Shoveling it into your boot after every game. <laughs> oh, my goodness. In news that uh, UEFA perhaps is a, what, what, what were the Super League calling them? A, uh, a abusive monopoly. They want to play the Euros every two years if the World Cup is going to be every two years as well. So that's good. And FIFA have ordered a feasibility study uh, to find out if you can play a biannual World Cup. Do you think the FIFA, FIFA feasibility study to find out if you can play a World Cup every two years has found out that you can play a World Cup every two years, Jim I, and Andy? I'm, I'm, I'm going to say yes. Um, I'm Jim. also <laughs> going to say I'm very much looking forward to the player uprising, which is going to come. Okay. And I'm thinking the incredible calm, going back to the beginning, the incredible calm that, Romelu Lukaku had on that video is clearly plotting something. No one's that calm in real life. No one. Interesting because Tuchel did maybe say he's going to lead it. Maybe he's going to lead the. Their uprising. talks were calm. That's what he says. Yeah. So maybe that was just the vibe. The idea of both of them being calm is a bit creepy, actually, isn't it? Mm. I mean, the idea. It's funny, isn't it, that Infantino is now talking about the Euros also taking place every every two years because initially UEFA were like, "This is it's an outrage to sort of you know, expect there to be a World Cup every two years," and that now it's like, "Well, you know what." Let's just race. go all in because they're 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 claiming it will actually result in fewer international games overall, and that's why it, it makes sense and it will work. But it's essentially you can't you cannot have an international tournament every summer. You just it's is the the strain the players are on are under already is so so clear, and it's I can't believe that every time a situation like this is is clearly getting worse. The, the powers that be, the people that have the responsibility to look after these players, add more on top. It's, it just seems so backward. The but, thing that does my head in as well, it seems to lean on people responding, well, try doing a proper job, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Don't you realise that with your proper job and the money you earn for your proper job, you will be paying more money for a more frequent occurrence of an inferior product? Yeah. Just, just get that. Just get that bit of it, even if you don't care about the players' welfare. FIFA claim like... it will make something like three point three billion, oh. and but I think UEFA have said they will lose something like six point two billion in various like TV rights and things to do with the domestic game and blah blah blah. And they're just they're just throwing the idea of money at each other. And <sighs> seems like they're using the same mathematicians who are figuring out how much debt Barcelona are in. Right? Yeah, maybe you hit on something, Jim, about get rid of all the administrative stuff and just let, let the players do it. <laughs> yeah. Just the guy with the key for the gate. I, I reckon, you know, whoever's whoever's not playing, you know, it could be Jorginho. I trust him to hold the main broadcast camera. Maybe the players could be doing the production. Yeah, I think Jorginho yeah. could, could do the books as well quite easily. Yeah. You, you guys will be astonished to hear that this is not... The fact that we're now going to have a Euros every two years and a World Cup every two years in amongst various other bits and bobs is not the biggest international slash FIFA story no? this week. No. There's yet bigger news 
Hold on to your hats, ladies and gentlemen. Sepp Blatter is back on Twitter. He is back. And, and, and he's back with a bang. Would you like to hear his most recent tweet? Yes, his, please. his return tweet, his, his new greatest hit. Hello, my friends all over the world. I'm back in capital B business, wishing you a very happy 2022. Stay healthy and be happy. Three exclamation marks. Hashtag 2022. Hashtag happy new year. How does that make you feel? Amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. there, there is fun to be had this year if, if Sepp's throwing his weight around again. He just he he will not he just will not shrink into the darkness, will he? He he's he's plotting something. Who knows what it is? It will be spectacular, or at the very least, very silly. Is is back in business our new normal phrase that's been kidnapped by football? The capitalised B in business is telling, though, isn't it? Oh, isn't, isn't it? it? B for Blatter, he's cooking B for something business. Up. He's cooking something. <laughs> Who knows what it is? He's currently awaiting trial after being charged for fraud in November. <laughs> You can't actually tweet from the courtroom, I don't think. So this could be lining up for some uh, really quite hilarious consequences. Yeah. Maybe starting his own court and find himself innocent. Who knows? Welcome back, big old Seppo. If you want more analysis on, on everything, everything that Europe has got to throw at you and also some transfer activity on the continent, look no further than the show they call on the continent is out Thursday afternoon. Andy Dunn, joined by Lars Sivertson and his dog Get Over to Football Ramble presents for that one. Can't wait, Brass. You've, you've trailed the dog. I really hope the dog's turning up now. Mm. Lars says a lot that, of people are going to feel very let down. Lars says that it's difficult to bring the dog in because she's very, she's quite needy. So she'd just sit outside and would be fine for most of the show. But maybe like towards the end, she'd start coming in and having a chat. But there is a spare microphone. so a scratching on the door, I think, would add something to it, maybe. All right. Yeah. You heard it here first. That's a te- tease of the century, that one. Guys, nice to see you. Time you to get too. out of Bye here, wife. I think. Um, say goodbye to the to the listeners, Jim. Bye. Say goodbye to the listeners, Brass. Goodbye. You're back tomorrow, aren't you, with yes. Jules and Luke. And I hope you'll be back as well, dear listeners. Thanks for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the ACAST Creator Network. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Listen to this ACAST show ad-free on Amazon Music with your Prime membership or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.